Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the My Fancy Zamboni podcast. Um, we will start today straight off with some bad news. We end our Ironman streak um, as we are joined by a slightly depleted roster today. Um, we'll start with who's here first. We're joined as you Mr. David Grant. Dave, how are we doing? Not too bad, thank you, Joe. Uh, how are you? I'm all right, mate. It seems a bit weird doing this on a Tuesday. Um, yeah. How dare Andy be unavailable on the night we don't do a podcast? I know. it's It really is poor form that he doesn't just leave at least two days a week free for the podcast. Absolute shambolic behaviour. Shambles. Shambles. But you uh, know, as well here, mate. Um, good weekend of hockey. Um, yeah. I wouldn't actually know. I didn't actually watch any hockey over the weekend at all. Because <laughs> I, I mean, we had fr- Friday. Obviously, we were training, so we didn't watch the Steelers game. Saturday, I was at a gig, so I didn't go to see the Steelers game. So I had a very strange hockey-free weekend. Not a true fan. And well, you know, I couldn't get to the Panthers game. What can I say? Say it before one of you say it. Um. Yeah. That other voice that we've just had is, of course, the toothless wonder, uh, the man that is yet again still wondering what's going on with his NHL team, who is sitting pretty <laughs> in eighth place in the NHL right now, uh, is, of course, Mr. Gareth Dutton. Who is the Gareth Dutton? Gareth, how are we doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. It'll be even better two weeks tomorrow when we're on a plane. <sighs> very, very true. I'll also be better in fairness in two days, mate, when I'm off to, off work to come to come to see you in Manchester. Be a, a different way around this time. Me coming to see you. Yeah, exactly. And it's nothing to do with hockey either. Absolutely nothing to do with hockey. It's to do with the other part of your new T-shirt. It is indeed. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, this is the ironic thing, boys. We're doing this on a Tuesday, but ironically for me, it's Thursday because I'm not working Thursday, Friday. So tomorrow's my Friday. That's nice. I know. I thought you'd like that. Just trying to get my own back for you having like a week off a few weeks ago, mate. That's that's all. I'm failing miserably because it's two days. But I'm going to say, in fact, it wasn't even a week. It was six working days. I'm like, yeah, I've got two days off. You're like, hold my bear. Oh, me and Greff definitely said that. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, unfortunately we are we are without Andy today. He was unav- unavailable on the day that we don't do the podcast. Uh, as Rest just said, we're uh, off to a gig on Thursday, so we weren't able to do our usual slot. Um, and this is a bit of a kind of special one-off episode, really, boys. I think I guess you could say we weren't actually going to do an episode today or this week. That's what that's what I meant to say. This week, it's both. We 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 never. Uh podcast on a Tuesday so it is it's a full of one-offs this is true this is true I think we used to do Tuesdays every so often if memory serves I mean I've casting my mind back a long time ago I might have completely I, made that I think you have man I don't recall ever doing the only time I may have ever done it on a Tuesday is if me and Greff flew out for the world champs yeah could have been the only time we'll have done a Tuesday it's a shame, really. We missed an opportunity. Because if we knew what we were going to do this week, we could have said see you next Tuesday on the last podcast. Childish. <laughs> Absolute childish, Joseph. Don't even tell me it didn't come in your mind, too. It did, actually. I completely completely forgot about it. <laughs> but now, as, as we Dave, said, it's a one- it. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. 
As, as we've said, it's already it's a one-off um, episode. We weren't going to do one this week, uh, and then Dops decided to get involved. And given that our last episode hit the two and a half hour mark already, we didn't think it was a uh, particularly prudent idea to skip this week and save everything for next week, just in case Dops get involved again over the weekend. So here we are. Um, the quick run through of the results, if I can find the tabs that I had open for it. Um, so Friday the 29th of October you had Manchester versus Sheffield in Manchester for the Challenge Cup that was a 7-4 win for the Steelers uh, also Challenge Cup on Saturday we had the Steelers beating the Storm 5-3 at home and the Giants beating the Flyers 4-1 at home and then Sunday the Blaze lost 5-2 to the Devils in Coventry and the Stars lost 5-0 on the road to Fife I've just closed the other tab instead of clicking on the other tab, so just bear with me. Do you know when you're supposed to click the tab and instead you click the X? That's, uh, yeah. Oh, dear. It's really why the Elite League should be doing a merged fixture screen rather than doing separate ones for the League and the Challenge Cup, just because naturally, obviously, I'm going to click the wrong button. Uh, Friday in the League, we had the Panthers losing out a, a, a pretty... Whopping scoreline of 5-0 in Nottingham and on Premier Sports. Um, Saturday, similar scoreline for Dundee at home, a 7-0 win against Guildford. Um, and the Nottingham Panthers taking a 3-0 win in Cardiff. Um, and then finally, Sunday in the league, we also had a 6-5 overtime win for the Guildford Flames in Guildford. Uh, I'm sure... I think one of you guys said that you were going to take that one today, so I'm sure we'll go over that in more detail uh, as the time calls. Interesting Saturday, boys, just before we go, or Friday, Saturday, with three different shutout games, 5-0 for Belfast, 7-0 for Dundee, 3-0 for Nottingham. I remember the last time we saw that happen, three shutout games across a weekend. Been some time. Um, but uh, fair play to the goalies who... Uh... Got the uh, additions to the stats. This is true. Um, just before we go into the standout fixtures, you've just said fair play to the goalies, and then just talk about those shutout games. Just reminded me. Did you see what um, Elvis Muslikins did in the game against the New York Rangers the other day? It is relevant. I want to say I did. Something to do with salute with the save or something like that. No, so basically it was, I think it was 4 I think the Rangers were winning 4 0, and Shesterkin had played an outstanding game to keep it 4 0. And um, the the, uh, the Blue Jackets were about to go on the attack with about 30 seconds left in the game. And Ms. Lickens actually signalled to the team and told them not to shoot on goal so that they wouldn't spoil his shutout because he'd played an outstanding game. And then as the final seconds ran down the clock, he held his stick up in uh, in kind of a salute to how well he played. Now that's, uh, that's quality, that. Uh, I, I saw something, I just never picked up what it were, but uh, fair play on it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. It was a slight sidetrack. It just reminded me. Um, standout fixtures, boys. I'll go first because I'm not going for a Manchester game. I'm going for yeah. Yeah. surprise, surprise, and not still a black. Black, you know. But anyway, we'll get back into the game. Dundee seven. What? What just happened? I have no idea. He said Silabrak. I like it was Silabrak. When did Liverpool produce an entertainer cut with a surname of Brack? Copyright. 
Who want to get a copyright strike? I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to be worried about that. And as excuses go, my friend. I think if there was any copyright issue, I think there'd be there'd be more issues with Silla Black being referred to as Silla Brack and taking objection. Eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> back to the hockey. <laughs> Dundee 7, Guildford 0. I think that was a game that none of us actually predicted as a as much of a whitewash that it was. I, I'm pretty sure I sent you guys a message good day when it was 3-0 and just went there's one we didn't think could happen. And then within a space of what it's like I'm in the space of a minute, but uh, a minute, oh, a minute, one second. Dundee has scored three goals, <laughs> which is like, okay, what on earth going on there? <laughs> and I was in the nine seconds. Dundee went, you know what? I'm gonna put another one past you. Enjoy your travel back. That's, I think that's probably one of, one of the shockers of this season so far. I'll just before Dave jumps in, that I'll just confirm. Absolutely, none of us got that. Um, Andy said four one Guildford. Gref, you said five two Guildford. I said three one Guildford, and I'll give Dave credit. He didn't. We didn't get the right scoreline, but uh, he actually said Dundee to win, but he gave a three two scoreline. So Dave got the right the right winner. I think we were all off the mark in terms of the score. <laughs> I think we were. Um, I'm going to stick with Guildford. Um, and to upset those, or some of those on the wrong side of the pen, I'm to make it concerned when I say that I'm also going to pick Manchester again. That's two weeks on the the spin. That to Are Griff- you feeling all right? I'd like to say I've got over the after effects of COVID. And this may be just the last struggles of it. I don't know. Um, and you know, I don't want us to be deemed, you know, that we're a biased podcast. Now we've already had many examples of of hashtag world healing. We don't want that one to come back and haunt us. But uh, I want to talk Guildford, um, Manchester, Guildford. I'm just going. What on earth happened there? Five one up, coasting, sending Manchester away from the leafy suburbs of Surrey with nothing. And just gave them the door open, ajar. And Manchester, fair play and credit to them, took full advantage, leaving it to the very last second to equalise. Um, after Zelakovic missed the empty net at the other end, and they went straight up and scored. So, for dramatic effect, fair play to them. Guildford ticking in overtime, but a good entertaining game there. Uh, plenty of goals. I don't think anybody predicted that one, Joe, did they? Uh, we all said Guildford. Uh, but no, we went 4-2, 3-1, 4-1 5 So uh, certainly nobody said 6-5 in overtime after coming back from a 5-1 deficit. <laughs> Share the score. I think it was 5-1. I don't think any of us thought this is going to be overtime. So, going to entertain a game. Guildford getting back on some form winning track after... The um, the um, 
whatever happened to him in Dundee. Um, and Manchester getting another point. Feb, kudos to him. I don't feel well now. I was going to say, mate, that was... I'm not liking this. I'll give you kudos for saying that, because that must have been difficult. It hurts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't like this. In fact, I might even just leave the podcast like you two finish it tonight. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Yeah, definitely injured reserve for that one. Brilliant. Um, gents, mine, my game is the Panthers against the Devils. At the risk of being called Panther Joe, because I know you all love to slag me off for being Panther it's Joe. If me or Gref would have mentioned that. Never. Well, you know, I just thought I'd say it before you guys did, in fairness. Um, but I think it's good that it's not just uh, Gref being the homer this time around. Not even saying anything about that. I'm just moving. <laughs> you know, Nottingham take that five nil loss at home, and obviously, big loss on Premier Sports. Then go into probably, if not the, well, probably one of, if not the hardest buildings to play in the league. Um, <laughs> taking Cardiff at home. Uh, obviously, I mean Cardiff had 30 shots on goal, so a 30 shot shutout for Kevin Carr. Uh, 39 shots from the Panthers. Um, Cardiff really not able to put anything on the board. I've seen uh, a number of Cardiff fans saying that they just weren't good enough. And, and in fairness to them, that is one thing that they do do quite quite honestly once they've had a, a, a bad game. And a lot of them were kind of saying they just weren't good enough. They gave credit to the Panthers where credit was due. Um, but yeah, certainly not a result that we expected or that I expected. Let's have a look and see what we guessed. Uh, we were split in fairness. Uh, hold on, no, I'm not looking at the right game. <laughs> no, we also Cardiff. 5-3, and 4-2 for Cardiff. Uh, so again, completely off the ball on that one. Completely unexpected result. I'd like to say it does the Steelers a favour. I don't actually think it, it 100% does. Solely because when we're looking at the standings, Sheffield are in first with 10 points after 7. Nottingham are in second with six, 8 points after 6. So actually, probably looking at about the same points. You get that game in hand, give them an extra two points, they're both on 10. So that's, uh, yeah, nice close running up currently in the league. Uh, a good win for the Panthers. And yeah, not an expected result for us, boys. Uh, one thing I'd say about that game, I don't know if anybody's seen anything extra about it, but obviously there was apparently, a, well, an unfortunate injury to Kevin Deming. I don't know if anybody's seen anything about it. I don't know. It sounded something along the lines of, I don't know if he took a skate to the back of his leg or something like that. He could... I heard something like he, the hit was made or contact with the boards was, was made and then um, the, the after effect was what caused the, uh, um, the injury. It's unfortunate. It was not a dangerous one. Certainly not to contemplate having um, Doc's involvement. Um, but on a human level, we wish him all the best on the recovery because uh, you don't want to see the play- players missing games much, regardless of the team that they play for. No, absolutely not. It's a huge loss for Nottingham as well. But from what I gathered, he travelled up back up to Nottingham with the team. Um, a lot of Nottingham fans that I've seen have been saying, you know, credit to the to Cardiff organisation. 
I don't know if he said Kelman went up into the stands and actually gave an in-person update to Nottingham fans about how he was doing because of how awful the injury was. If anybody's actually listening that actually saw it happen or knows exactly what happened, please feel free to tweet us because we are genuinely interested. I've not been able to see a great deal on Twitter. But, um, yeah, never nice to see that kind of, or hear about that kind of injury. Um, we got anything else in this week that we want to talk about, boys, or are we going to move on? I, I mean, specifically fixture-wise. That would be a really poor end to the podcast, wouldn't it, if we just kind of went through the scores and then went, right, OK, boys, anything else to discuss? No? OK, we'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. You mean the shortest ever said podcast ever. I mean, in fairness, with this being a one-off episode, I think we're already probably on track for, for going with the shortest MSM podcast ever. So, As long as we don't disappoint with the length, it doesn't matter how long the podcast is. Well, I think this is the problem, mate. We're going to be bringing out a new hashtag, which is hashtag not the MFZ way, because <laughs> we're used to that extra length. Um, anyway, moving on from the innuendo bingo... Um, Dops have been active. Uh, it's Dops that have twisted our arm into actually talking about this this week. Uh, and yeah, so we've got four players that have been reviewed and I was going to say suspended, but that's not right. Uh, what's the word? Someone help me out. Reprimanded by Dops, that'll do. Um, the first one on my list is Justin Hodgman, the Steelers player. Uh, Dave, you were at the game, Gref. You were probably watching this on the webcast, so you guys are probably... Okay, Gref was not watching it on the webcast. Dave, you were at the game, so you're probably in a better position to talk about this than me. My understanding is that Hodgman squirted his water bottle off the bench or something. There was some speculation. Yeah, so basically, um, and thanks to video that I'm able to see today, as it turned out, um, a stream of water has left the bench and and gone to one of the players. Excuse me, and I think he got fined as well, the Manchester player. He did. He's reacted. Excuse me, my apologies. And then everyone's um, had um, got the handbags out, asked if they like the colour of the bags, and away they went. Now, you, unfortunately, from where we we sat, me and, me and Joe, where we sit, you can't tell if it was from the water bottle or if it was from the mouth. Now, I'm not saying that just to speculate for speculation, um, purposes but the way the water leaves the bench area it actually does look it could be one of the two um i would suspect had it been from the mouth though i suspect given that we're still in the pandemic i I would suspect the elite league would have hammered down very hard on the player uh who did that so my guesswork is that it is a bottle job but it just you, you actually can't physically see um where it's from with the video that i've seen so yeah, another fine, another um, deposit paid for the uh, Elite League Christmas party. Um, yeah, all sorted. Done, dusted. Um, if it's a water bottle prank and they've reacted, yeah, go on. Make the payment, get on with it next. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hope it's just the water bottle itself because, yeah, you'd, you'd like to think players aren't that stupid at the moment with still being in a pandemic. But I didn't watch it. I was out doing an escape room for a friend's birthday, so that was quite fun. 
I just saw all the tweets about it. What? Did you escape the room? No, we didn't. Are you still in the room now? Are you in yep. with the I thought that looked like a Liverpool poster in the background. Definitely a Liverpool poster. Yeah, because Ryan Giggs is definitely a Liverpool player. We Ooh. can say so much to that, but uh, <laughs> this is not an over-18s podcast. Um, although, weren't he born from not far of the border between England and Wales? Weren't he around the Liverpool area? Or not far from, kind of. Not the... far from. So it could be a Liverpool poster. Definitely not. Someone's protesting too much, don't you reckon, Joe? I think so. I thought you were a City fan anyway. Yeah, there's only one team for you. (laughs) He goes where the money is, mate. He goes where the money is. (laughs) Definitely not there. Um... (laughs) No, it's what there is one team for me. Sheffield Knights. Give him that. Give him that. There's the White Rose. Happy birthday, Gareth. <laughs> There's nothing more to say now, really. Stop, <laughs> Gareth. Bring up Liverpool and Man City. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys have covered it. There's no video to this. I've said this every single time. There's been a fine or there's been a decision to not have any suspension. Uh we need videos because it, the lack of transparency irri- irritates me. And on top of that, I'm nosy and I want to see what happened. And quite frankly, a really low-res video that's done their rounds on Twitter just doesn't quite cut it to be able to see what happened. So um, I'm with you guys. You, you would like to hope that it's the water bottle. Um, I don't think. I mean, on track record in terms of Steelers players doing stupid things, we've had goal pegs thrown into crowds before. So don't rule anything out. But as far as I would, would say... I like to think that he's not stupid enough to do it anyway, and I like to think that the league would take a lot stronger action if it was, um, you know, spat. Uh, as two Steelers fans on the podcast, Dave, I'm sure you'll you'll not disagree with me that if it if it was spat, it would have warranted a much higher ban, and there'd have been no argument from me that uh, that that ban was warranted if that had been the case. Um, so, so without a shadow of a doubt, mate. So if we speculate for a second, boys, that it was a water bottle. What what do we think to the fine? I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, they need to lighten up. Uh, there's a certain word that did the rounds that you see do the rounds far too much that we can't mention because we're a family-friendly fo- uh, family podcast. Um, however, there's been a lot of people that have kind of said we need more entertainment and things like that. What what What's his views? Do we think that it's entertainment? I just think it's a bit of... Surely the entertainment don't... should be on the ice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't pay my ticket fee to watch people squirt people from the bench um, with the water bottle. I don't do that. I want to see him score goals. I want to see him make hits. I want to see glove saves. I want to see pad saves or any other type of save that goalers make. I, you know, that's where my entertainment is. Not a water bottle squirt. Jeez. Yeah, it's. I, I can't follow the, the logic behind it. For me, it's like, you really going to really going to a hockey game to watch that? If, if some, the thing that makes me laugh is the, the idea of oh well, it's only a bit of entertainment, and they need to lighten up, and that needs to happen more often. The, all I can think is that someone legitimately went home from that game, 
And one of their friends or family turned around and said to them, oh, how was the game? And they responded with, oh, it was great. Justin Hodgman squared his water ball at someone on the bench. Like, is that really the highlight of the game? Yeah, just I don't follow it. And the second fine, Dave, you just alluded to the Manchester player getting a fine as well. Um, It was Manchester Storm's Jared Van Wormer, which is a hilarious name. Um, who was fined for failing to proceed to the penalty box as directed. Um, I haven't seen anything about this. So again, Dave, you can probably give the best rundown of that. Seems to take a heaven and age to to get there. Um, If that's a fine, then fair enough. Um, I'm going to be honest. You would be nice. I'm going to delve a little bit. Actually, a bit of a grading as to what's finable and what's a suspension now I'm not saying that because it gives people the opportunity to discuss and twist things on social media because that's going to happen anyway but it would be nice to know you know what discrepancies on ice is going to incur a financial penalty or what's going to and we know what the plays will incur a ban but we've seen some plays that have actually incurred financial penalty so it would be quite nice to have that kind of guide. And again, from the line of transparency, it would, it would be beneficial. Um, but yeah, I, I would have just, you know, whacked on a delay game penalty. That's Maybe literally what I was thinking. Then I was like, surely that should just be get in the box. No, get in the box. No, get in the box. No, right. Two minutes delay game. You're in there now for what, four minutes? That's going to hurt your team even more. You get back to the bench. Your coach is going to be, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued in terms of, and I know we've said before, we don't need to know the final amounts. And, and I'm, I agree, I still agree with that. But at the same time, I mean, I admit myself slightly intrigued now. I mean, have they been fined the exact same amount for two different incidents, but it's the same thing? Does that carry the same fine as Kyle Haas when he got the fine for being the aggressor last time round? Kyle Haas gets the fine for being the aggressor, but then Brawl and Clements get a match ban for being the aggressor in the last two minutes. So where do we where do we draw the line there? Where do we step over that? I agree, it's just this finding things come into play part way through the season. It wasn't even agreed on before the season started, which I can't follow at all. You look at the NHL side of things and everything's got to be agreed through the NHLPA and voted on well before the start of the season. And then we go to the Elite League and they're just changing ruled partway through the season which just it just seems baffling um but then also not to come out with any kind of description as to what will warrant a fine and what will warrant a suspension i mean as far as the steelers are concerned they're very very lucky that hodgman didn't end up with a suspension because if the league had deemed that that was just something completely unnecessary and i have a feeling that there's been a player banned before for for, for throwing the contents of his water bottle onto another player during the game it, it went the Oh, it was Davies last year, and ironically against Manchester, when his glove that had the that had blood or something on it. Yes, that was it. I I could have sworn there was something. I don't think it was last year though. I'm thinking a few years ago, but I could have sworn there was something to do with a water bottle as well. But it, by the by, anyway, I mean, I, it, for me, if I was Aaron Fox, I'd be turning around to Hodgman and saying, "What are you doing?" Like. As far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm aware, he's the only red, only recognised centre 
that is fully fit on the Steelers roster at the moment. If he'd have got a suspension, uh, he'd have put the Steelers up a very horrible creek without a paddle. So, you know, it's just like, it's just no logic. I mean, Van Wormer, I can understand that's, that's kind of a, you've had some, you've had, you've had a penalty that you don't agree with. You know, you've probably got some, a couple of players from the opposition team that are jeering at you and making comments at you. You see red, Fair enough. It's a game of hockey. It's a game of emotions, isn't it? So I could kind of justify that. The throwing a water bottle just seems a bit odd. Um, yeah. Any other comments on the fines? Or are we good to move to the uh, the main event of today's podcast? As I think we can probably say we're done with the undercards now. Um, we can get straight to the main fight. Um, first of the two, I think we're going in chronological order. Um, the first of the two is uh, the Coventry Blaze captain, Justin Hamannick, has received a two-game suspension for interference. Um, yeah. The hit came in on Josh Waller. Uh, Waller stepped over the blue line into the, into the Blaze zone as he received a pass from his right side. The puck went through his legs as he tried to make a play with the puck. He never touched the puck, never had possession of the puck. Uh, he seemed to misinterpret where the puck was going and the puck turned over possession to the uh, the Blaze defenceman. As the puck hit the Blaze defenceman's stick, Hamannick landed his shoulder straight in the middle of Waller's chest uh, for a beautiful hit. But obviously, Waller never had possession of that puck and the league have deemed that worthy of a two-game suspension. What do we think? By definition, you would say... It's correct. However, I have, for me, I have a heck of a lot that's wrong with how many getting two games. Um, and we'll I'll elaborate on it a bit more when we talk about the next ban. I think the key thing for me is he has a split second, if that, to change his mind and to pull out the hit. Because as you've watched the play, the video is on, on the Elite League socials and everything. He's made the play on the base that Waller's actually going to receive the pass that was meant for him. On that basis, he's there to, he's he's okay to be hit in a legal manner. The hit, in my mind, is legal. It's shoulder to chest, like I said. I, I see nothing wrong with the hit, per se. As in the actual, not the, the latest hit, just the actual physical element of the hit. And Hamannick has made the move based on him going to receive the pass. Does he have enough time to pull out the hit? He may have, but we're talking finite margins. And that's where I find I have a problem with it being deemed with the Tarasic's two games. Because as a hockey play, that is what your defenders are asked to do. They come in, get him out of the play, legally. And if he actually controls the puck, as, as, as the pass is meant for him, and Hamannick has lined up that play, we'd have this conversation. Now, I know we've discussed many times the split-second decisions can hurt a player and, 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 all, and all that, and we protect the players. I just I, I feel that they've got it wrong. There's nothing about this play for me 
that suggests that. I mean, I think we're given a five game on the night. Yeah. I I mean, really. That I think is because we're just not used to seeing hits of a decent quality. We're used to seeing bad hits, so every hit's deemed a bad hit. And I, I just, I, I just have a. I, I know I start with big by saying yeah, by letter it's 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 a okay call. I just find so much wrong with it. So, so, just it don't fit for me. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm probably talking rubbish at this point, but it just don't fit with how a hockey play is and how that hockey play were and the timescales that the, the that Hamannick had to get out of the hit. I, I'm just not sure. Just don't sit with me. Yeah. I, the only thing I can think of with the call being what it was, the five-plus game, the scrum after it, I think that's more like a, the referee trying to put his stamp on the game, saying, all right, this is going to calm everything down. It's not going to be, all right, it's two minutes for interference. You come out of the box, you're going to have someone like Register or Louis coming out straight after him. There goes a the fight, there's another five minutes, maybe even more. But I think that's what the ref probably did, that, that penalty itself. I mean, granted, Ed, I don't really think it should have been. Five, two, fair enough. But not five. You'd expect, like, especially, uh, for example, with you, Dave, if me and Joe were playing and that happens in our, one of our games, granted, we'll get thrown out anyway because we're not supposed to be hitting. But you'd expect us to be there to stop anything happening. It's like a split second. You're there. I have I have no problem with the Cardiff players stepping up and protecting Waller because he was hurt at that period of time. I I have no issue with that. I I find that that's the quality of the play that you want. You want that goes on yeah. a minute, whether it's a good hit or not. Although it's you kind of like stand up for your teammates now. We create sort of line ball type thing. You you, know, you want you you want your players to step up and protect, but. Uh, Yes, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. It shows that they're there to protect one another, which is good. It shows that they're good teammates. Exactly. I just don't think it's too game-worthy. You take this back, what, five years ago or something like that? And they'd say, right, that's just a fine, if that. I still wouldn't think... Take it pre-pandemic, mate. It's nothing. You don't get the two games. Even that, yeah. I yeah, I don't think it's two games at all. I just can't follow this at all. I I think, and I sort of I sort of hit before Dops had even confirmed that they were looking at it or they whatever. I I'd not even the first I heard of this was Coventry saying the captain steps up to make a huge hit, um, and they tweeted the video. And I remember thinking at the time, that's one of the best hits that we've seen in years. Um, you know, granted that you know that won't necessarily be 
the case now and having watched it now you can see that Waller didn't have the puck the first watch you don't necessarily pick up on the fact that Waller doesn't have the puck on his stick doesn't pick up the possession but you still kind of get to that point where you're thinking right okay this is a cracking hit and this is kind of I, I had an argument with a few people on Twitter about this one and um yeah it this is this is the differing opinion for me you can't get away from the fact that if this isn't late it's not even late. If this isn't on a player that hasn't had possession of the puck, this is a perfectly legal hit. It's a clean hit. It's shoulder to chest. Um, he hits up into the hit because Waller's actually leaning forward. So he actually seems to come down and then elevate into the hit. So it's shoulder to chest. If he'd actually hit him upright and not elevated into the hit, he'd have, he'd have gone shoulder to head. But the elevation into the hit actually goes shoulder to chest. Um and then you break down Dops's reaction to it. And this is where I just have some serious issues. Um, even from the first sentence, on Sunday night in Coventry, Blaze defenseman Justin Hamannick was assessed a major and game misconduct interference penalty for this late high hit on Devils forward Josh Waller. Multiple times throughout their explanation, they refer to this as a high hit. There is no element of this hit to me that is remotely high. You're absolutely right. And if we're going to say it's a high hit, then it's leaning towards towards the head area. Yeah. We're saying two games for, for if we're on terminology alone, headshots. Nah. nah. So I, I, I must admit, I'm you, the reading it, you're just like, you know what? Well, this is the thing. I mean, they put the summary at the end. This is interference. Waller suffered an injury. Hamnick's denied to be fined or suspended during the season. So... You're referring to it as a high hit. And like you say, if we're talking high hit, we're instantly going check to head. That's a high hit. If it's not to the head, it's not a high hit. So we're either talking a check to the head here or we're talking an interference play. You know, or if we're talking a combination of the two, we're talking a hell of a lot more than two games. They then carry on. Um, granted, they go on to the fact that it's into the pass is intercepted, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's have a look. Well, after the puck is gone, Hamannick delivers a late, high, forceful hit on the vulnerable Waller, who is ineligible—I can't speak—ineligible to be hit on this play. So again, firstly, this isn't a late hit. This can't be a late hit because, as Dops then go on to confirm, he never has the puck, so it's not a late hit at all. It's not a high hit because there's no head contact. Granted, it's forceful. Why on earth is, is Waller vulnerable? He's not in a vulnerable position in the ice. He's skating straight up the centre of the ice. He breaks the number one rule of getting a pass where he's getting it, looking down at his feet, skating into the opposition zone. So there's no way he's vulnerable. They then they try and explain it further and say Waller has no reason to expect to be hit due to him not being in possession of the puck. And due to the length of time after the puck has passed through his vicinity, this makes him particularly vulnerable to contact. We're, we're, we're making the word vulnerable out of, you know, we're making our own definitions up now. You're referring to a player who's vulnerable in a hit. You're referring to a player who's face first in front of the boards and can't see the hit coming in. Or a player who's lost his balance and is down, is down on his knees and can't move out of the way. We're not talking about a guy skating straight up centre ice. 
he shouldn't he couldn't ex- expect to be here well he was trying to play the puck if you're trying to play the puck you ex- you can expect contact so it's not like he's skating up the middle of the ice going oh it's fine no one can touch me because he tried to play the puck so this, this, ah, just add, it's just a number of definitions to this it's not a late hit it's not a high hit he's not vulnerable it's it's an unfortunate play that of the, of the most fortunate bit as a fan is the fact that this is a beautiful hit that's then gone wrong because it's because essentially Hamnick's misinterpreted the play. And that's the only thing is because now I'm not saying it in a bad way, but nowadays if you haven't got the puck, you are there's an expectation you don't get hit, and I suppose that's where the vulnerable element comes from. Yeah, I, I could I could see why I just think they're clutching at straws with it. <sighs> I suppose they've gone to definition. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I'm agreeing with it per se, but that's what it is, and that's the decision made. I just again, we've seen many hits been and, and dops have got spot on where the suspension fit the crime, and for me, there's just something about it that it just doesn't fit. And when we go on to the next one, def- yeah, with a definite fit, but I don't know if it. Not your thing. It just don't make, don't balance out with what happened. I'd have had no issue with a one match ban. I could live with that, yeah. I'd, I'd, have still, yeah. I'd have still thought it was harsh, particularly given when you look at what's already been given out this year as well. You look at the 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 penalty on, um, I can't remember his first name. His surname's Frey. Justin Frey was it? Justin Frey. Tristan, yeah. Justin Frey. He gets Kills a one back for boarding, hitting a guy clean between the numbers, face first into the boards. Dangerous hit with a serious potential for injury. And then you compare that to this, which is actually a very, very clean hit, just on the wrong player. And I, I appreciate that it resulted in an injury to Josh Waller. However, what actually was illegal about this hit didn't result in any injury. You know, if 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 you if if Waller had had the puck on his stick, the injury would have probably still occurred due to the force of the hit. But that doesn't make the hit illegal. You know, then they've gone on to then say what elevates this to the level of supplemental discipline is the lateness of the high hit. So you've not even said the height of the hit. This is the irritating bit. They keep referring to this high hit, as I say, it's not a late hit. And then they've said and the force of the impact on a vulnerable player. Well, the force for the the force of the hit has nothing to do with it. It's not a charge. He's made a. He's, he's as I say, if it wasn't a, if it wasn't on a player who didn't have possession of the puck, there'd be nothing wrong with that hit. So the force is irrelevant. You know, I, to me, this is a bog standard interference penalty, like penalty, which at max should have been a one match ban. Realistically, to me, a five game was perfectly adequate. I just, I just can't see. I just get yet again. Dops just seem to be spinning the wheel and coming up with their own little explanation for it, and I just think it's utter shambolic trash. Yeah, it is. It's shambolic. It's, it's ridiculous. Um. So yeah, I do like how many contradictions there are in it because one minute they refer to it as a late hit, and then the next minute they refer to him as not having possession. And then they refer to it as a light hit again. Then they start explaining that in interference, you can hit a player shortly after he's in possession of the puck 
which is Ill- irrelevant because he wasn't in possession. It's just he's just littered with contradictions. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. Anything else on Hamannik? Sorry, I kind of went off on a, a rant there. So what you're saying is if you got that on your desk at work, you'd be like, hey, that's going back. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I'm interested to see who it is that's coming up with these with these bans. I was, I was actually going to ask the question, because a few years ago it was the... Whoever looks after the... The old EBL league and their dops, mm. Central European based. And it just doesn't appear to be the same. It, 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 I don't know. It doesn't have that feel of it's someone that you can go. We can have faith in in this in the authority that this person's delivered. I mean, I know we need to save costs and everything, but this is an area that you don't save costs on. You just you invest where it's properly needed, and it just doesn't. I don't know. It just has a feel that it's it's been we've saved a few shrapnels on it. Yeah, I, I just I can't work it out. I, there's no consistency at all, and I feel like up until the last couple of weeks we've been quite quiet on dops there'd only been a couple of things anyway granted but you know it's taken us this much time well up to last week to start slating the decisions but it is literally just like someone's just sat there and it's like someone's sat there and gone right pick a number between one and five right okay we'll give that number of uh, that number of games today okay that's fine oh you said zero okay we'll just give them a fine like let's get some consistency uh, anything else on Hamannik? No. We'll move on to the second suspension of the weekend. Um, and it comes from the same game. Uh, Mark Louis, or Lewis, as they say in the video, is suspended for one game for boarding. Um, pretty much, Louis hits Matt Thompson, or Matthew Thompson, uh, which causes him to be thrown dangerously into the boards and removed him from the game. So he again resulted in an injury, um, and yet this dangerous hit was only deemed relevant or worthy of one game suspension. You can already tell with the tone of my voice what I think to that. Um, I'll just throw it to you guys. Garbage. Absolute Garbage. You look at the terminology and the language used in both descriptions of the the Hamannik suspension, this one, and you're telling me this is only one game? Mm-hmm. The cynic amongst me, amongst us, you could say, you know, and people say Sheffield run dops. Yeah, I'm just going to spitball that uh, accusation. And I know that Cardiff fans like to jump on that bandwagon amongst many bandwagons that uh, Cardiff fans have jumped, started jumping on over the last few years. And, you know, their choice, their prerogative, but uh, let's respond back. Um, just garbage. It's, it's he could have pulled out the hit. Yes, he may the player may have been you know allowed to be hit, but he could have, he, he didn't even, he had all the time in the world to not make the hit. Makes the hit into the boards. One game. Okay. Just, yeah, rubbish, garbage. 
I feel like every time we've spoke about Dops, we've mentioned the phrase that they must do better. Because I just, this, it, it, there's been very few bands and so fans have felt like they've sat well. And this one certainly haven't. I totally agree. Like, the, the pass from Thompson goes across, and then within like a few seconds, well, it's like about a split second after he's made the pass. That's when Luis is going to go right, you know what, I'm going to actually go and throw the hit in. It's like, you've already seen the pass go past your feet, your skates. Where are you going to throw your hit in? Surely you'd stop yourself and you'd go for the person that's actually got the puck. Say they scored on that play. For one, your coach is going to have a goal here saying, what are you doing? And then it's stupid. I, yeah, I just have nothing. <laughs> it's, it's one game for that. And that can cause a bigger injury than what Hamannix was. And I'm just saying, yeah, that's only one game. It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly what I was arguing with, with with some Devils fans about on Twitter. And I actually tweeted pretty much what you just said, Gref, in response to the, the Dops tweet, which was basically, surely they've got these two the wrong way around. Um, you know, if you give this one a too much ban, I'd have no issue. I'd have been able to justify a too much ban. I'd, I'd have probably even been able to pretty much justify a one much ban for this had they not given the too much ban to Hamannick. But like Dave said, the language that's used, it's just baffling to think that this is the one that's been given less games. Um, they've not really addressed the fact, or they've, they've skirted around, and they have, obviously, they've, they've firstly said he's initially eligible to be hit, which is right, because he does have the puck. Um, the check, this, this check is not legal due to the way Louis delivers an avoidable hit on Thompson, who is thrown violently into the boards on the plate. Um, with Louis accelerating and Thompson no longer in possession, having just released the puck to his teammate, making him ineligible to be hit, Louis has the option to avoid the hit altogether or minimise contact. He does neither and delivers a hit on Thompson, causing him to crash dangerously into the boards. So the few things that this addresses is firstly... Like the Hamannick hit, by the time the hit's delivered, he's no longer eligible to be hit because he's made the play a fair whack before the hit. And in fact, to me on the video, it looks like Louis doesn't even step into the hit until the pass is already in motion. They've then said he could avoid the hit. So that's not really any different to the Waller hit, for the Hamannick hit on Waller. I appreciate that Waller was never eligible to be hit, and Thompson was at some point eligible to be hit. But at that point, they're saying he's not eligible to be hit and the hit can be avoided. So as far as that's concerned, there's not really a great deal of difference between the two. Because at the time the hit is made, he's not eligible to be hit. And on top of that, they're then saying this is dangerous. There's no mention of the danger of the hit from Hamannick. There's no danger. It's an open idea. 
I had to see it again because when we were talking about it earlier, they mentioned it once, I think. But not as many times as they mentioned it in the Louis hit. Mm. So again, it's, it's the lack of consistency in where they're coming from and where they're making a decision from. And yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, they say it's important to note that Louis is in control of this play at all times. He's tracking Thompson through the defensive zone, so he is fully aware of puck possession, the speed with which Thompson is travelling, and his proximity to the boards. As far as this was concerned, they're pretty much saying there's an intent behind this hit. They're pretty much saying this hit's deliberate. And and this is another argument. I mean, I was having this argument with the, with the Cardiff fans. Is they were saying, well, uh, you know, Hamannick hit Waller. If you hit the littler guy, then the bigger guy is going to come and hit you. And he was actually trying to say, well, you've got to admit it was a nice hit. It was a cack hit. Didn't even hit him shoulder to shoulder in a good contact. He just hit him while he was going in. He lost balance and ended up going sideways in midair into the board. All he needed to do was be off by another 10 degrees on the angle. He could have gone head first into the board. We could have been looking at a serious neck injury there, if not worse. You know, you look at the, the possibility for injury in this and the Hamannick hit, and it is mind-blowing that this was only given one match and the Hamannick hit was given two. And Dave, you've said the cynic in you can say, oh, well, I thought it was the Department of like Protecting Steelers or whatever it is that they say, and, and then you go on to the same line of, oh, well, you know, now they're protecting Cardiff. If I We, we talk about the top four teams. We talk about Nottingham, Belfast, Cardiff, and... Uh, who did I just say? Not England, Belfast, Cardiff, Sheffield. I didn't actually say Sheffield. Jesus. I mean, he is a Panthers fan. Oh, that's true, yeah. What a day. Um, in my head, I'd said Sheffield first. And you talk about those those top four teams. They're also your top four arena teams. And you do see quite often, and Gref, you'll probably, you'll have seen this considerably more than will have seen this, being on Storm fans forums and, and Facebook groups and whatever. There's quite a common conception that the league have the tendency to protect arena teams. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're telling me this doesn't point towards the league trying to protect an arena team? I just, yeah. There's nothing much more you can say. Um, I'll leave it on, on my comparison that someone said that this was Louis trying to get justification, trying to get some... Trying to get some karma for uh, for the hit on Waller. Um, I tried tried to argue that, um, you know, firstly that shows intent and means that it should be worthy of a bigger ban. Secondly, you know, grow a pair and make a guy fight properly. You know, make a guy drop the gloves. Don't try and dangerously hit a player into the boards. It's pathetic. It just goes along the same lines. The, the exact comparison I used, if you're going to say that this was a retaliation, it goes along the same lines as the Todd Batuzzi sucker punch on, on Steve Moore. Well, that was a retaliation for a hit on Marcus Naslin, so that's okay then. You know, it's okay that he ended the guy's career. Where do you draw that line? You know, if you get in a retaliation, you make a guy fight. If the guy who made the hit isn't, isn't there to fight, fight someone else. Send a message out there. Don't try and injure one of their guys. It's just a pigeon move to coin a phrase from Spitting Chicklets. Um, <laughs> it is, though. It's just, you know, 
Everybody on every single one of those teams is there to make a living. And, you know, as much as you you like to see a big hit, you like to see some good play, you like to see a fight every so often, you don't like to see a guy getting injured. And as I said, the way that that's phrased on that on that article almost suggests that there's some intention behind that because he was aware, he knew where he was, he knew he was ineligible to be hit by the time the hit was made and he was in control at all times. Draw your own conclusions from that, guys. But for me, that's that's, that's certainly more than one match. And it's certainly more than Hamannick's hit. There's only like one thing left to say about this. But then I've gone into the tweet of the fines between Hodgman and Jared. I was going to say, we've not seen the name. Have you not checked this, this guy called Springer? Which got put on every single tweet, but then someone's actually put it. There, there was someone that put it on the Steelers Orange Army page. So if it hasn't been put on the actual post, someone that's been put on the post, yeah. And it's like, oh come on, really? Someone put a list of injuries in response to Hodgman's fine. Someone put a list of incidents, including uh, the elbow to Ellaby's face that resulted in uh, a swollen eye. And of course, uh, Springer's name was mentioned as it always is. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. No one can be happy with this, surely. If you're a Cardiff fan and you think that there is a justification behind Hamannick getting more games than Mark Louis on these incidents, go and read a rule book and actually learn some hockey because I'm sorry. That you, 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 can say that not biased. I got from one kind of fan that it was just worded poorly, but it's 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 okay. It's the least fault for wording it poorly. Um, but it's it's fine. It's justifiable. So that was the funniest tweet because literally what he said to you was something like they worded it poorly, and then he basically broke down exactly the uh, he basically put the summaries from both. He basically just said, "Oh, I think." I think Hamannix is being given because Waller didn't have the puck, whereas Lewis is being given because Thompson did. And it was like, well, well, yeah, that's that's what the article says, but that doesn't actually say why one's worth more than the other. Like, he <laughs> just read it like, oh, okay, that's fine. You're stealing my phrase now as well, Joe. Learn some hockey. Learn some hockey. I think this actually might be the name of this one. Learn some hockey. Like, yeah, I just, I've seen justifications for it. I've had a lot of justifications said to me on Twitter. And I, I just, I actually had someone trying to argue to me that if it was a retaliation, it's irrelevant and it wouldn't have any bearing on a suspension. And I said, you realise that a retaliation means that there was intent behind the hit. I, I said something like, if you're arguing that intent when deeming how suspendable a hit is, then I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It's a big loss for Cardiff. He'll, I don't know what game he'll miss. Well, I don't know who, who they're playing. I've got them written down in front of me. Coventry on Saturday. Oh, wow. how ironic. So out of all that, Mark Louis will miss a Challenge Cup game. Uh that I don't actually think at this stage is relevant for Cardiff because I think they're already through. So, 
What a suspension. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's move on, boys, because it's 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 angering me. <laughs> um, unless anybody's got anything else to add. No, I'm seeing shaking heads. Uh, the next thing I've got written down is actually predictions. We're only going to a short podcast today because we, without Andy, as we say, we were we were fully intending to not do a podcast this week. We wanted to keep the uh, the full roster streak going as opposed to the weekly streak. Um, unfortunately, just with Dops rearing their ugly head, quite literally at this point, um, we just didn't want to sit on it for a week for nothing to happen. Uh, if Dops then get involved and do another five suspensions this weekend would have been going into the three hour mark comfortably next week by all intensive purposes if we if we carry on like we have the last couple so we'd have had to book him for better, better breakfast oh yeah we'd have had to do it as a two-parter i think we'd have had to release like one on a thursday and one on the friday or something um so yeah so we're only going with a short podcast one thing i don't have written down but i feel like we should just say it's not really anything to discuss so it's only about a 10 second piece but um this weekend marks the first game of the season for uh, Neil Brack's team, the Glasgow clan. Copyright. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I also I just have to say that as soon as you said Silla Brack, I actually wrote Neil Brack down on my paper so that I could make that joke <laughs> at some point. Um, okay. Uh, good enough to drink party at last. I mean, like an do. tee you up. Yes, I know exactly. That's it. We we do see each other up quite a lot between the four of us on this on this podcast. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was a personal favourite, I guess. But no, Dave, you're right. It's it's great to see Glasgow joining the party. Um, we've seen the threads. Crosscheck have have released the threads that. I'm presuming they'll have them ready for the team. I'm presuming that that's not like they've just been designed. Um, I'm presuming that it's just they've only just been released because Glasgow have just had their first game released. Um, and so it, it kind of ties in with a timeline. But uh, no, great, great looking jerseys. I'm intrigued to see what the uh, what they look like on the flesh as opposed to on social media. Because, um, yeah, the pictures, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, you yeah, know what? They look like, better on the ice. You yeah, see, as a general, they do look better on the ice. The ice, and you see jerseys that look better on the design. So I'm intrigued, but I think uh, as far as it goes, they've done a cracking job with the design. And uh, a personal favourite for me has to be having Clangus on the back of the jersey. Like that uh, absolute out of the park. So uh, give give credit where credit's due there. Uh, Anything else on Glasgow, boys? I would say it was only really mentioning that they're coming in and they've had the jerseys released. Hopefully get the chance to go up there this season, but not sure when. The fixtures aren't counters in that respect. I haven't seen them, to be honest. Mainly Sundays. Ooh, okay, yeah, no, the fixtures have not been kind to us. <laughs> you book a Monday off and rent a car without a gift. <laughs> That's a story for a live MSN show. Yes, sorry for a family-friendly MSN show. Um, unless anybody's got anything else to say about Glasgow, gents, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. i say it was only a quick mention. Um, so, we have predictions left. Uh, obviously, it, the, it, with the absence of Stafford, we're going to have no Stafford stories or Stafford stats. We will leave 
you hanging on uh, to that one until next week. Um, Dave, I believe you've got Andy's predictions there as well. Yep. So what we're going to do is we'll obviously do a full house of guesses. Just in case anybody's wondering, we did a bit better last week. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I definitely did So we guessed on 10 games. The 10th game was Sheffield 5, which hasn't gone ahead yet. So we'll forward that onto this week and obviously add that onto this week's scores instead. Um, so out of nine games, possible 18 points. Andy came in last with five points. Gref, you came in third with six points. And Dave, you and I were joint first with seven. I doubled so, last week's. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, didn't you have two last week. Was it three? three. It was three. You're right. Did Elaine Goodman on show? Good stuff. Seven. So, yeah, um, I've got them written down as Challenge Cup and then League. So I apologise if that makes it more difficult, Dave, for you to read off the ones that Stafford sent on the chat. Um, but I'll go through the Challenge Cup ones first and then the League ones. Um, so we'll start with Saturday, Cardiff Coventry in Cardiff Challenge Cup. I'll go with Cardiff. And I'll say 4-2. Yeah, I'm going to say 4-2 as well. Uh, I'm, we've, we've let Andy down because that's the one game I didn't find and sent across to, to, uh, to predict. So we'll get his prediction on that one. We'll put it on the socials um, so that everyone will know what his prediction is. Not that he'll get it right and uh, score right and everything. So but mine's 4-2 mine's Cardiff. 4-2 Cardiff. So none for Andy on that one for now. We'll get that one off him. I'm going 3-2 Coventry in overtime. We'll go, we'll go with a spanner in the works that I'll probably regret next week. Um, then we've got Sunday, Nottingham-Manchester in Nottingham. By the way, please uh, chime in and tell me if there are any Premier Sports games. I haven't looked at that this week. I think you just said Sunday. Yeah. What we Saturdays. I'm going Challenge Cup first. Oh, sorry. My apologies. <laughs> It's, it's how I wrote them down because of the way that the Elite League does their fixtures. So it's it's just, yeah. Yeah, but Nottingham, Manchester in Nottingham. Um, again, another result that we've not got for Andy. Uh, that's on my fault, so we'll get them. Uh, I'll go 5-1 Nottingham. I'll go 3-2 Nottingham. Yeah. Pending Andy's uh, response, I'm going for a full house with Nottingham at 4-2. We're going back to the 4-2 scorelines, boys. Um, we'll then shift over to league. I'll give you a rundown of the scores that we said for Sheffield 5 last week. Uh, Andy said Sheffield 4-1. Gref, you said Sheffield 5-1. Dave, you said Sheffield 6-2. And I said Sheffield 3-1. If anybody wants to make any adjustments, do so now or forever. Hold your peace. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah, stick with it. Uh, Sound. So, Saturday, Sheffield Belfast in Sheffield. Clash of two of the favourites, I would have said on this one. So, I'm I'm going to go 4-2 to Sheffield. Um, Andy's gone a Belfast 3-2 overtime win. I've gone a 6-5 overtime win for Belfast. 
Dave, I hope you're right, but I'm also on the Belfast bandwagon, and I'm also on the overtime bandwagon, but I've gone Belfast 4-3 overtime. Uh, we've then got Nottingham Dundee in Nottingham. Both me and Andy have gone for the exact same. Um, a 3-1 win for the Panthers. I've gone for a Panthers win as well, but 4-1. Uh, I've also gone for a Panthers win, but I've gone 3-2. So very close to Dave and Andy there. We nearly had three of us on the same when he said three. Um, yeah, 3-2 Nottingham for me. Uh, the last game on Saturday, Manchester Guildford in Manchester. That's the Premier Sports game. I realised I said it. You get to see Gref on Premier Sports. So anybody who initially said that the Premier Sports deal wasn't worth it, what could not be worth it to see the Toothless Wonder on television? I'm just going to say it now. If you've got adult control marks on, on shows, take them off because you'll need to when Gref is on prime view of the camera. You've got parental controls on, is they just like a blurred square over Gref? <laughs> <laughs> That's just his teeth missing. Um, but... Uh... Reckon you wear your nightshirt just to get us a bit of exposure. I would, but I'm not allowed to wear you have to be any new. jerseys. You're not allowed to wear clothes. Yes, that's why it's called that rink. That's that's why the parental control thing comes in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got your nights hockey t-shirt. Don't give me these feeble excuses. I'd be wearing a jumper over that. Have you got, you're not got your nice ho- nice hockey hoodie. Uh, I could probably oh, yeah. get that out. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Manchester Guildford. We'll, we'll actually go predictions now, boys. <laughs> Me and Andy have gone for. And I hope he feels as ill as I do. Both Manchester wins. Um, I go four three. He goes four two. And Ooh. surprise, surprise. I've also gone with a Manchester win, 4-3, but in overtime. 4-3 in OT. I've gone for a 4-2 Guildford win. So I'll be laughing at you when Guildford win on uh, next week. Uh, Then, Sunday, we have, as previously referred to, Neil Brack's Glasgow clan playing the Belfast Giants in Belfast. Both me and Andy have gone for the same result and score. Belfast to win 5-1. I've gone Belfast to win 3-1. I honestly nearly thought that we'd done it again then, Dave, because I've said Belfast (laughs) (laughs) 5-2. We've got Coventry Dundee in Coventry. So I've gone for a 3-2 Coventry win. Andy goes for a 4-1 Coventry win. And I go for a 5-2 Coventry win. Do you know? Go for a 3-1 Coventry win. So full house for Coventry. So Dundee are probably going to win that one. Um, Guildford Sheffield in Guildford. I've gone for a 4-1 Sheffield win. Andy goes for a 4-3 Guildford win in overtime. 4-3 was that? Indeed it was. So I've gone for a 5-4 win for Sheffield. Strangely, I've gone for a 5-4 win for Guildford, but in overtime. 
Uh, last but not least, we have the five flyers against the Cardiff Devils in five. So Andy has gone for a 4-2 Cardiff win. I've gone for a 3-1 Fife win. Oh. That would be a turnout for the books, wouldn't it? The type of fixture. None of them have played all weekend. Cardiff have the travel day. Uh, they have played all weekend. Oh. Cardiff oh. played Coventry. Oh, indeed they have. I meant five. Five don't play at all until Sunday. Five, five play Wednesday, Sunday this week. But they have the rest day Saturday. Where's Cardiff playing? I was going to say, if anything, the fact that you got that wrong is actually more supportive of five winning. So Yeah. <laughs> I got myself out of it. It's fine. You did. You did. <laughs> I'm going for a 5-1 Cardiff win. I'm going for a 4-1 Cardiff win. Um. And that's that, gents. We'll we'll see what the scores are as we come back next week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we're out of twenty this week in points. Let's see how uh, how poorly we do this time around. If if Gref can beat his lowest score of three so far. Um. Yeah, that gents. That's it. That's that's all I've got written down. We're we're at the an hour and twelve. I think just hit an hour and thirteen minute mark. And uh, that that's all we've got actually to talk about today. I've got one more thing, or two, to throw in the social medias um, that you always forget. I always forget those. I'm going to say we stop doing those. Dave, get, take it away with the social medias. Okay. Twitter and Instagram handle is at Podcast, And the Facebook uh, is my fancy Zamboni podcast search away follow um and all that jazz and um you get our recordings and our normal um just tripe conversation but we do it well um but i thought i'd, I'd also throw in an update on the podcast uh, that they sponsor the the ball team of the, the sheffield knights the second team the lancers play the weekend um and got a, a come from behind victory um in nottingham uh, 3-2 um, 2-0 uh, in the third period and a couple of goals from uh, Tom Shepard and the captain Michael Caldwell got us back in level terms um, John Major with the only penalty scored with uh, Peter Butchart Brownleg I'll have to go with his proper name uh, being a, a brick wall in the net for all three so a good result for the Lancers um, 2-0 for the season so well done guys this is very true. It's uh yeah, penalty penalty shootout win. Nice penalty shootout goal from what I've heard by uh, by TS. And uh yeah. Yeah, it was very good. Um I think that's the sec- we've had two shootouts in, in all the years of playing at South Glade in Nottingham and we've won both of them. Uh, Knights had won many years ago. And I don't I'm trying to think if you played in that game, Joe. I scored the game winning penalty shot. Yes you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. I'd forgotten about that, but yeah, I scored the game with a penalty shot. Yeah. So uh, we have a, we have a, a nice as a club, nice little history of, uh, of on shootouts. Hyenas uh, did well, uh, good opposition. It was just a just good game of hockey, uh, and fair play to him. Um, it was a yeah, good good afternoon out with the uh, with the Lancers. 
This is true. Um, I was disappointed to miss that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, also, first, well, we're talking about the Knights. I mean, uh, Dave, you, you and I will be uh, will be kitting up. Gref won't be because he's a, a traitor who would rather go and be on TV. Uh, but you and I will be kitting up and uh, and playing in the wonderful wonderful place that is Humberside. Yeah. Uh, on uh, on Saturday, what time's the game? About twelve o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. I should know this. And so I don't. Yeah, this. <laughs> I'm it's fine. It's not Saturday yet, so I'm gonna go. Um, guys, we need to start now. Um, I think it's two o'clock. Um, face off against the. River Kings, and yeah, should be a you know should be a good game once again. First time back to the Knights I've ever played them, so that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah, the first ever rivalry game that will take place without the two teams actually having played. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. No, as, as you said, I think, that's, I think that's about it. Thank you for reminding me about the social media, and I actually also did think about talking about the nights today and completely forgot. So thanks for both of those. Um, one thing I'll say, gents, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty much back on the, well, we are, are back on the weekly podcast bandwagon now. So if anybody does want to get in touch and ask us any questions, we've not posted out on social media asking for them yet, but don't let that deter you from getting in touch. Um, if I remember in the week, I'll post out and ask about questions before the next one. However, if I don't and you've got any questions that you're dying to ask us, because obviously we know that everybody is uh, is dying for our opinion on the controversial topics of the hockey world. Um, feel free to get in touch with us on social media. Uh, and other than that, I think that that's about brings us to an end, boys. Absolutely nodding heads, so I'm it presuming is, no any, any other business. Um, so, Dave, thank you very much, sir. Uh, so it's been a strangely, a strangely short one, but uh, as enjoyable as ever. Obviously, yeah, not as around the the hour and a half. Yeah, about an hour and seventeen minutes currently, I think. Oh yeah, not 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 as not as the normal length, but I think the content makes up for the the shortness of it. Definitely a quality, not quantity moment today. Oh, this is definitely quality, not quantity this week. Um, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Gref. Um, we'll say thanks to Andy because he did messages with his predictions mid-recording, so uh, we'll give him a nod. Um, yeah, and I was wondering when he was going to send them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody listens, if you disagree with anything we said, messages. Um, let us know what you think. Um, I look forward to Cardiff fans telling us we're wrong and why, um, because I'm sure we are. If any Cardiff fan wants to come on the podcast and tell us why, I'm sure we can arrange that. It's always good to have other fans' opinions. Maybe we need, maybe we need to start doing that. We did it for one game a couple of years ago. If you remember, we actually got a couple of um, fans' votes on, on that game. We did, yeah. That was playoffs. I, no, um, I think it was a league game, but that was also Cardiff and Belfast. Oh, yeah. No, I do remember that now. Yeah. Maybe we need to do that again. We do, we do. We'll we'll look to get that restart. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say no 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 preparation pre Denmark now. Yeah. But no thanks guys. Um love the way to spend a Tuesday night. Say again. Love the way to spend a Tuesday night. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We might have to do another Tuesday night anyway. If we're going uh, if we're going Denmark on the Wednesday, we might have to do the Tuesday before. That's a good point. Maybe that could be our, um, in fair, maybe that could be our Quantity Cup special. 
we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure to give Andy some notice so that he doesn't disgracefully have something booked in on a day that we don't podcast. Um, I suspect he won't because he'll be packing. You what? They're not packing in the morning. They're not, they're not like a, a traditional or uh, stereotypical bloke. I'm not saying these stereotypes are correct. And leave it to the very last minute. Um, for me, but carry on. Yeah, but you know, uh, I suspect. I, I know Andy likes to make sure he's got everything. Um, he's he's more organised than any of any three of us put together when it comes to that. Hold on, can we just let's just rewind? The man who can leave his helmet at home before training, who it is different to packing out his shoes. Yeah, hockey kit and hockey apparel completely different to packing for a trip and a holiday. And I've seen both sides when we went to to Prague. So and uh, yeah, I'm, I don't I've, even know. I've got his back on this one. I've, I've got his back. I just hope he brings his shoes. <laughs> we all message him every day up till the the tubes. I think he'll remember. This is a new section of the podcast now. Stafford tubes. <laughs> brilliant anyway yes anyway dave that was a very long way of saying thank you very much but thank you very much we'll drag the link out we've got to get it somewhere we've got to get it somewhere um gref i hope that uh that buffalo start to lose and that yeah hashtag world healing hashtag world is healing thanks joe I, I mean i hope you carry on staying that far down in the league oh it was a cheap shot oh well okay. yeah. In fairness, we've we've given him enough cheap shots over the years, and we'll continue to do so. But it's only a one-game ban; it's fine. I hope his team's not. <laughs> it's only a one-game ban; it's fine. What for? The cheap shot. Oh, the cheap, yeah. Well, it depends. <laughs> but yeah, thanks to Joe, Dave, Stafford, wherever he is at the moment. And to people listening to this, it's wonderful to speak to Joe and Dave about unfortunate events that are going on, but it's what we're here for. I think you've just given our podcast a really, really like bizarre tagline of we're here to talk about the unfortunate things. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what should go in a t-shirt as well. No. <laughs> We're here to talk about the unfortunate things. Yes, that is. Carlsberg is terrible. That's yeah. unfortunate for Denmark for people, but not for us. Family friendly podcast and all. We can't actually talk about the our true feelings of of Carlsberg. Um so yeah. But we'll be we'll be sampling it again just to make sure that our last experience was was true to form, and uh, yeah, we'll report back with the results. But no, anyway, Griff, thank you very much, Dave, thank you very much, Andy, um, we missed you, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back next Thursday with another podcast and another full roster. And until then, thank you to everybody listening to another episode of My Fancy Zamboni. <laughs>